Welcome to the Trainer Life Podcast. My name is Danielle Harrison, and I am a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist. And I've been in the fitness industry in New York City for over 10 years. I've learned a lot and met some amazing people along the way. So if you were always curious about the ins and outs of the industry from a woman's perspective, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Trader Life Podcast. Thank you for coming back. If you're coming back, thank you. And if you are new here, thank you for showing up. I hope this is informative for you, funny, helpful, and just being your fitness bestie. Um, With a few years of experience in the business, working at multiple places, and just my insights and my studies and my research. And yeah, I hope that's what this does for you. All right. So for today's episode, our topic is going to be why I kind of can't stand the word in the fitness industry expert. Yeah, I said it. In today's entrepreneurial world, especially when it comes to the fitness industry, everyone is an expert. And I'm going to be honest, it drives me crazy because everyone attaches the title of expert to them in their field. And granted, some people absolutely can have it and have done the legwork to call themselves an expert. But especially during the panorama, and again, I'm saying it that way because uh, podcast and things will get flagged for certain words. So I don't want my podcast to get flagged. So I will be using panorama. Um, a lot of people came out, a lot of people came out into the fitness industry, like they were either doing it on the side or they always had a desire to be in the industry. So they decided to jump and go for it, which I love. Yes, do it, live out your dreams. I love being in the fitness industry. It is amazing. But for me, experience and time equate to an expert, kind of like a job interview when you, uh, get out of college it is extremely frustrating because you're like, okay, I went to school. I did the studying. I took the courses. I passed my test and my exams. Now hire me. (laughs) And you go on a job. And when you look at the application or you go for an interview, they go, oh, we're going to need, you know, two to five years of experience in your field. Um, in, in having this job and you're like, well, how am I supposed to get experience if you will not hire me? So I think that is, it's always like this weird conundrum. It's like, I need experience, hire me, but they're not going to hire you without the experience. (laughs) So that's kind of where this also comes from. I think it's just funny. That's the way we view things of how you need to get experience. Now, I have been in the fitness industry for quite some time, and I'm not saying people can't use, can't be good at their job and be excellent at it. And I think that's the difference. Like, I think someone can be excellent at their job, but when you're new, you can be excellent. However, expertise for me, it requires going through some shit. And that's the way I'm literally going to phrase it here. And I said what I said. That's where you get expertise from because jobs want you to have that three to five years of experience because there are things that are going to happen 
in the trenches that are not going to happen in your textbook. There are things that are going to happen in your business that, you know, doing your mock project doesn't set you up for. And the perfect way I explain this is when you do your personal training certification, again, it depends on what type of uh, certification you're doing, but a lot of it, it's a book. You're utilizing a book. Now, a lo- there are certifications where you can go and do a few hands-on weekend courses. Now, these were way more prevalent pre-Panorama. Um, it's a little harder. Now they're becoming more prevalent again, but it's usually like a weekend and it's in a city and you go for like eight or nine hours each day and they teach you like the physical biomechanics and kinesiology and range of motion and human movement of things. So you get that hands-on experience of working with someone, again, with the experience to teach a newbie. But a lot of times people will like get a personal training cert, but I'm like reading your book and going through that is very different than when a human body is in front of you. And sometimes you'll realize the book is an excellent and your education is an excellent foundation. But once you start working with human bodies, it, it, it changes. So there's one thing to be in your book and then there's one thing to be basically on the field working. And you will learn so many different things from the different people you work with, the different walks of life that you work with and things to that nature. So it really kind of helps you to build on your skill set. And depending on the type of people that you work with, helps you almost to niche down and fine tune down the people that you work with or the desire of fitness. Some people, you know, it's sports performance, sports rehab, or it is older populations or cardiac patients or kids or, you know, women who have had children or women in general. So we can totally start niching down when we start to work and realize what community we want to best serve. So even being for for me, even being in the fitness industry for 15 years, 12 years training, three years working for fitness companies, I still don't call myself an expert. And that's really funny. I did work with a business coach and she was like, you have over 10 years of experience. You've worked for in the fitness industry pretty much your entire life, my entire adult life. She's like, why aren't you an expert? And I was like, I guess I am, but... I always am about improvement. So I've been a fitness manager. I've been a group X manager. I've been a general, an AGM, which is an assistant general manager. I've had to step in as a a general manager. I've worked at four different places in these managerial roles. Plus I've done sales in gyms. I have run pools in gyms. I have I've done almost everything you could imagine and have multiple certifications in different things that I really wanted to utilize to help my clients as far as like corrective exercise, human movement. Um, And that is part of the reason that I decided to go back and get my master's is because everyone is an expert right now. And I, the certifications are so valuable and, but I want to be able to really break away from these experts that are showing up on Instagram and these experts that are popping up on TikTok and things like that. And I'm like, how many, you know, people have you actually worked with and not just 
have online courses and there is nothing wrong with online courses. I have my own, so I'm not throwing shade at online courses, but the reason I am able to have the understanding that I do and the knowledge that I do is because I have worked with real bodies and I have had clients who have been injured or have come to me post-surgery and I've had to help people build back up. So I know how important it is to work with people one-on-one to be able to better understand and have your online courses and stuff because there are some people out there who have never actually worked with a person one-on-one besides being online and with that it's it's frustrating to someone like me so that is one of the reasons that i decided okay i do which I can, I guess, qualify myself as an expert in this field. But I was like, I want to solidify that expertise even more. And that was one of the major reasons that I wanted to go back and get my master's in exercise science with a concentration in uh, physiology, because there are so many claims out there. There are so many new research shows, new research shows, or you know, this is what we learned. And I'm not saying that it's not true, but one of the biggest things when we are looking at research and articles is that they have to be peer reviewed and they also have to be backed by people challenging or being able to replicate their study. And that's how we find out the different things in fitness and how we're able to, how fitness is able to publish studies and things like that. But it doesn't take a lot to publish a study. Like you can do a study, you can write it and pretty much get it published depending on like your level of education and knowledge and association with the school. But the whole point to be able to solidify studies and research is to be able to replicate it with a larger pool of people. And then when people kind of reject or push back on what you're saying, you can be, you have the research. And again, you are able to replicate your study to show the results. And a lot of times people will just take studies that are convenient to them and not show, well, you know, their challenges, which is okay. It is okay to say, you know, this is what this study found, but, you know, there is a study out there that might try and combat this, but this is what we have so far. And the more studies there are, then the more, and the more replication there is, then the more solidified we can be in a point of view or anything like that. So that is a major reason, and that's me flipping over my paper of notes, um, that I have decided to go back to school because I find that there are just far too many people in the industry right now claiming expertise that have not, that don't, and again, this is my opinion, but don't have the background or legwork to be able to say, I am an expert in this field. And that is from someone who has been in the field for 15 years. I still don't claim expertise, but you know, according to today's standards, I probably should. So if and when I ever do call myself an expert in this field, I will, or I do have the experience and knowledge and the time to back up what I do. And I find this is especially important for women in the fitness field. And depending on what side of the field you're on or what part of the field you're in, you know, it is very male dominated. So I think it's especially important for women for us to make sure that we are 
educated and knowledgeable and doing our due diligence in making sure we are bringing the best education and information that we can. Um, so one of the things it, one of the things I would say that it takes to become an expertise in this field is mastering the craft. And it truly is a passion project or a passion career that is fitness. And I noticed that a lot of people come into the fitness industry because they have a passion for it. It, it, it is truly like if you don't have a, a passion for fitness, if you don't have a passion for helping people and building community and being of service, then this isn't for you. So one of the biggest things is fitness is being of service to someone else. There is no other way around it. If you are not in service to someone else or to a group or want to help a, a specialized population, then this isn't for you. And the people who usually want to serve fitness and community the best or the most are the ones who do the work that isn't paid. And what I mean by this is studying. There are so many fitness and education books out there. And don't get me wrong. People do not have to go back and get higher education or a master's degree to be smart in the fitness industry. Let me say that and let me put that out there. I have met tons of people who they have degrees in law or psychology or something like that. And they are the best trainers. They understand the body and they are just awesome sauce people. But one of the reasons that they are that way is because they have done their due diligence and have done their unpaid work to be that educated and to be of service to whatever, if they're teaching classes or they have clients or they're working in a rehab center, whatever the case may be. So, but that is those unpaid hours. No one is paying you to read you know, a functional anatomy book. No one is paying you to get your, you know, corrective exercise certification. No one is paying you to understand biomechanics of the body. And usually if you are taking um, a continuing education class or anything, it actually costs us. So when a coach personal trainer, whatever you want to call yourself, you go and you do that unpaid work, that that will show up for you. And those are the people who truly have the expertise and have the passion. And for me, can you utilize the word expert because they are doing their due diligence in those hours that you don't see them. They're in their house, you know, studying whenever they can and reading a book and researching on a client who just came in, you know, with an injury after they went on a ski trip or something like that. Those are, those are the trainers and coaches that you want. You want those people that are doing that unpaid work you, and you know studying and trying to gain knowledge and trying to gain education and gain an understanding of what they are trying to execute and produce in their work. And I think a lot of times we just don't see that, especially in certain aspects of, you know, fitness in Instagram and TikTok and all the things. And, you know, we just see the results or we see someone giving you a workout and we see, you know, the glamour side or the six pack or, you know, the glute gains. And yeah, all those things are great. But I like to personally see, and I, 
and me as someone in the field, I respect the person who shows me what they're studying. I respect the person in the field who lets me know that, you know, they got injured picking up their groceries because as you get older, you just pull crap. (laughs) You know, we all go through it. So I like the person who is honest, the person who says, hey, I'm studying this or I'm reading this book to better myself, to better my clients. And those are the people who have the passion and those are the people who genuinely care. And those are the people who want to be of service of the fitness community. And of course, we all want, you know, yes, you can be glamorous, you can have this, you can have that, and you can make money off of whatever you're doing. No one is saying that that is bad, but it is a problem when you have people making very, very blanketed claims, but yet they have only been in the industry for like a year or two. And I will, because I don't want anybody coming from me. There's a difference between people who have been in the industry for a year or two and people who like athletes, if you were you know, a collegiate level athlete, okay, they have experience. So if you've only been a trainer for a year or two, I respect because you have experience. Uh, You know, collegiate level athletes can work with top orthopedic therapists and DPTs, which is a doctor of physical therapy and massage therapists and strength and conditioning coaches. So if it's like a D1 or even D2 school, they can work with some amazing people. So yes, that is, those are the people you have expertise. If you're coming out of college and you were an athlete and you, you know, it was a high level school. All right. You can come out of, you know, with a year or two working because you have straight up experience and I will listen to you. Um, So again, I don't want to make blanketed statements, but I am just saying there is a certain sect of trainers and coaches right now who are being taught, uh, you know, especially by business coaches to be, you know, label themselves experts. You got, because who do, Who wants to work with someone who's still growing and learning? You are an expert. I was even told that, like, you're an expert. And I'm like, well, I also have over 10 years of experience. So I will claim I am excellent at what I do because I've fallen, I have tripped, I have hurt muscles, and I've done the stupid things that I know, you know, a lot of people do, even trainers and coaches, I think we also need to put out there that we are growing. We are still learning. And that's something you definitely want. You want someone who is growing and learning and getting the right information. And even if they're getting information about something, you want them to be able to fight it and be like, oh, maybe, maybe I don't agree with that. But so that is today's topic. It is about everybody's an expert nowadays, but and the things that in this particular topic show, in my personal opinion, what an expert is in the fitness field. And that is the person who invests in themselves and invest in their education and is going to do the due diligence and the work of buying books about the body, biomechanics, kinesiology, physiology, take certifications that are going to better and deepen their understanding to better serve their clients. So Again, that's my personal opinion, but I definitely thought this was the topic that needed to be touched on because, you know, if you look on the internet nowadays, everybody's an expert. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody has skills. And I think we need more of, you know, 
some like someone is a coach, but they're growing, they're learning, and they're doing their best because that is honestly what we are all doing. And that's okay to grow and learn. So the things that I knew or even promoted or told clients, you know, 10, 12 years ago, because of science and research and me furthering my education and making sure that I'm putting myself in places with people who are smarter than me and have more education than me. You know, some of those things have changed. Even they have like things that they have had um, and taught and been taught and told people they're like, oh yeah, I don't do that anymore. The science shows it's not effective. The science shows it doesn't work. So we don't do that anymore. And that's okay. So I think the biggest thing, as long as we're growing, as long as we're learning, as long as we are willing to do the legwork, then that is what makes an expert. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found this interesting. And if you are a coach, let me know what you think of this topic and let me know if you agree with me, if you disagree with me or anything else like that. Otherwise, I will see you next week comments, questions, concerns, you can email me at thetrainerlife at gmail.com. Make sure you put in the subject line podcast. So I know this, that email is specifically about the podcast and you can follow me on Instagram at the trainer life podcast and comment, share, DM me with questions. All right. That's it. Everybody have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Trainer Life. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And I will see you all next week. Have a great day, everybody.